The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstage. Today, I returned from the secret wedding in Miami. It was a young cigar maker. I'll share the highlights and all the information. Also, joining us is Travis Lord from Cigars for Warriors. And we'll talk to him about the impact of the FDA regulations on premium cigars and how it hurt the brave men and women serving our country in the military. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of The Cigar Authority. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. All right, we'll pass the cigars out and we can begin the games, as we like to call it. And, um, is this, that what we call it? We call it Bring in the Games. Um, and this is uh, part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. It was a holiday, Memorial Day weekend, so things were running slow, but people are getting it far away in the nick of time. time. Nick of time, as we planned. So what are we smoking here first, Barry? Well, today's first cigar is the Oliveris Gran Retorno, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for boutique blends. Um, people in the Care Package, some got the Connecticut, some got the Habano. Today we are smoking on the show the 45 by 52 Banjo, which features an Ecuadorian Connecticut, Nicaraguan Habano binder, and fillers from Nicaragua. A single cigar will set you back $7.99, while a box of 20 is just $142.99, which is a savings of almost $17, or just under 11% off the single price at TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. So there's a two underneath this grand return That's on all of them, number two? Yes. So it's the second generation of the Oliveros. Correct. All right. The second coming. The second coming. The grand return. And this has a lot to do with FDA also. Why this brand, why we're seeing this brand again, Mm -hmm. is because no new product can come out. So you're going to see the return of some old product that's grandfathered in. This was uh, Rafael Nadell from Mm -hmm. Aging Room, Mm -hmm. his first brand, Oliveros. And um, this is the grand return of that. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So this is a little short, thick Robusto on our side. Well, it's going to be way stronger. Of than, course, uh, I guess. I guess so. That all was the, the bigger cigars. That, right? w- that was the uh, last week's uh, ultimate answer. 
I mean, it didn't come down to the end where it said, okay, now I've proven myself right. There uh, were scientists involved. There was there, all kinds of stuff. We don't know if there were scientists involved. <laughs> Nobody presented me with any credentials. Are you questioning my source's credentials? I am sources. questioning you Barry personally. Yes. Barry and has sources. He, ha he says he has sources. Yes, he does. <laughs> all right. So we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus T4. This is a quad jet lighter. It's a full, full metal jacket. It features the uh, patented double-wide Vertigo big-ass tank, even though it's a Lotus. Popcorn on the cold draw. Popcorn. Unsalted. 100%. Time, time out yeah. on the commercial. I'll give that to you. Yeah, because I nailed it. That's pretty. Nailed it. <laughs> it's pretty actually pretty accurate. Yeah. You put the butter and everything. Oh, it's delicious. So, anyways, the Lotus T4 retails for $59.99. That's the Lotus T4. First time I saw this lighter, had a Perdomo logo on it. That's and, correct. Yep. And this was what Perdomo was giving out at their events and things like that. And actually, Nick Perdomo was the one that turned me on to Lotus, period. And uh, it was at a TAA dinner. And he said, here, sit with us. I want to introduce you to people from Lotus. Why don't you carry this? Why guy? is it that every time you sit with Nick Perdomo, it costs you money? It does. What is with that? <laughs> He's uh, the most expensive friend you have. No, it turned into a, are you kidding me? It turned into a great thing. He also great. did it the right way. The Perdomo was engraved on the lighter yeah. instead of a sticker that faded um, over time. And um, they tur it turned into a great. He said, you should get behind these guys. Mm -hmm. I did. It was a great move. Uh, which takes us to the cigar we're smoking, which is Oliveros. Do you know how they got into the cigar business? Let me guess. They had a sit-down with Nick Perdomo, and it cost him a million dollars. Exactly true. Exactly true. No kidding. He's to either blame or to, <laughs> to um, I would say, to celebrate and to say, well, what a you know, very tough up going for Rafael Nadell. Um, he had a rough struggle at the beginning of it. The cigar boom was over, and it was a struggle for many years to try to get a, get uh, his brand cranking. And then there was, um, you know, a couple of hits after hits and uh, aging room and all that. So the interesting thing is that Oliveros, which uh, we carried, I always thought was a great cigar and everything, just did not have the accolades of it. Now there's been the aging room that's been out there. Yeah. Can Oliveros now make a comeback and be bit better than it was because now it's known, the, the cigar maker himself is known? That's a good question. And Hochi, Hochi Blanco, I believe, is the one that makes Oliveros. Right. Um, and now Hochi is more popular and better known uh, than before with La Galera. So here's the... Perdomo have anything to do with that? No. All right, just checking. Yeah. He has to do with everything. I think the only cigar maker that I know of that didn't struggle at the beginning, as far as I know, is Mike Cusano. He sold out first. He sold out of production on his first batch. Yes, he did. And his second batch. Yes, he did. That's because I bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the right place at the right time. And, right. Uh, uh, but also making the right moves. All right. So you did you listen to last week's I show? I did. I did. I, I missed the very beginning of it. Um, and actually, when I got on it, immediately Barry said, Dave is listening now. <laughs> you could tell? I'm clairvoyant. You couldn't tell? No. Because I'm saying, how the hell does he know <laughs> this? 
Well, I'm on we my, know you. But yeah. I just assumed you looked on the chat box and no. you had signed in somehow. No, my clairvoyant ability allowed me to see that you tuned in at that specific time. That was the first thing I heard. <laughs> Dave was listening to the show right now. I'm like, what Can the you hell? see which users on YouTube are, are looking? Uh, it, the person would have to be logged in. Which he is on his phone. Not on the YouTube in the chat room. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I was. Um, and, All right, uh, so you listen to the show. Are you ready to admit that I was right and you were wrong yet? No, I think you did your homework, though. I'll tell you that. I will give you that, that you did a, a lot of work and you got a lot of people to agree to your theory. But that depends on how you ask the question. But the question that was posed was on the show. You said the corona of the line that we were smoking was stronger than the 60 ring gauge of that line. That's how this whole thing started. I, I would like to see the question and how you led the witness. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Led the, the witness. Way. We were just having an, a discussion on the show, and then no, no, it became you a... Say, and then Skip Martin said this, and Steve Zaka said this, and Nick Perdomo said that. And they said, what a question are you asking them? You're giving us the answer of what it is. You know, when, when the they question, call up, political I, people call up, and they get any answer they want to get, depending how they lay I the laid the question out. I laid the, the... There was no audio. What do you mean there was no audio? Yeah, how do we know what you read was the actual answer? Well, I had the printed out copy so you could see what I was reading was correct. And he had a, a scientist. Yeah. He says he had a scientist. You had, you had one guy who was correct, and it was Steve Saka when he said, I am not a scientist. There we go. That is correct. Mm -hmm. You're not, not a scientist. So let's go to the scientist. Anything else is opinion? Whatever. Now, <laughs> including my thing that was, I'm smoking the Corona. I'm smoking the 6x60. Wow, the Corona is stronger. Am I wrong? Yes, because you're in one puff. You can't detect. You can't detect whether there's more nicotine present or not. You can detect flavor, which you, I'll give you. A Corona so is you, more flavorful. You're the one that went to. Oh, there's more nicotine present. I just said it was stronger. No, I asked you what you meant. I said, do you mean flavor? Or do you mean nicotine strength? You said no. I mean nicotine strength. And then later on the show, I, I said, are you sure that you didn't mess up and that you meant flavor? And you said, nope, nicotine strength. And that's how the whole thing started, and so I had to do the research. And according to the scientists, the nicotine strength of a small cigar will hit you quicker. That's total crap. So, so a larger ring gauge will give you credit. You are right by volume. There is more it nicotine. more nicotine. However, it doesn't get into you as quickly as a smaller cigar. All right. So let's go to puff is a, puff. a slice of pizza. Let's go to what we know. All right? We're you can't use pizza. Because pizza has more than one ingredient. You have to use something that only has one ingredient. Just just go with pizza. <laughs> There's one ingredient in pizza. It's pizza. So on a pizza is cheese that has salt in the cheese. And they put salt on the pizza. So let's get one of the slices and over-salt it. Okay. Wow, it's very salty. Put the same amount of salt on the whole pizza pie. Yeah. Now eat the pizza pie. Which one is saltier? Are you, Same which, exact amount which, of salt. Hang on. What question are you asking? Are you consuming more salt or which one tastes saltier? Which one is saltier? Taste is or saltier. In taste or has mm. more salt? See, that's the. You're trying. That's why this is where the problem is. This you, is not a problem. This, this is, is clarification. There's no is semantics. semantics. It's science. You're asking a question. We, let's which go scientific. One? Are you talking about. The taste portion of it, does it taste saltier or are you consuming more salt? Because you're going to consume the same amount of salt, whether you spread the salt out over a large pizza or that same amount of salt on a small pizza, you are consuming the same amount of salt. 
Now, the smaller pizza, is that going to taste saltier? Yes. Therefore, I'm smart, we win the argument. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. Thank and you. There's Ed nothing Sullivan. you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Thank you. Nah, for, thank you all... for proving our argument. You just proved our argument. No, because no. Uh, because a pizza has multiple ingredients. A cigar has one ingredient: tobacco and nicotine. Nicotine is in tobacco. So when you so add it's multiple, more tobacco, it's multiple ingredients. When you add more tobacco, you add more nicotine. Plain and simple. When you add more pizza cheese, you're adding more salt. But you salted. They'd slice more. If you add a teaspoon of salt to one slice and a tablespoon of salt to a whole pie, the single slice will appear to be saltier. Correct. Therefore, that is our argument. Thank you. It's stronger. You changed the <laughs> argument to be right, which is fine. So, so it, your question to me now is, so you listen to the show. How do you feel? I do not feel you slam dunked. Oh, my this God. Thing. I do not. I was 13 for 13. No, you, 13 you manufacturers went, you went jumped to in. You went slam dunk it, and I, I rejected you hard. Yeah, because you're working on semantics, some words, and say, see, the word. I, I worked off hey, the original argument, which was in the same line. You did a lot of work. Did the corona, is the Corona going to be stronger than the 6x60 in the same line? Now, you can't. Can you say, well, LFD could make a Corona stronger course, than a Dawson by 6x60? using the same ingredients. Well, he did a lot of work, but he didn't pull the original audio. He could tell us we said anything. We're yeah. old. We don't know. No. Well, we have, we have listeners, and I'm not going to mention Rudy's name, that, okay. <laughs> that do go back and check things. And yeah. if I was wrong, even Rudy would say, all right, Mr. J, you got it wrong. I didn't get it wrong. It's an interesting thought, and at some points when you were saying something, I was saying that makes sense to me, and then Barry got up and said, oh, I talked to a scientist, and, said, and I said, wow, that makes sense to me. So at the end of it, I don't think it was clear there was not a winner. Well, the chat room right now is saying I was right, so therefore. And those are your friends. Is that Michael Chubb now? No, it's uh, Ed Lee from Maryland. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think it's Maryland. Yeah, and I don't think you slam dunked it either, Barry. I, I he had it. one piece of evidence. He did zero a work. The a scientist. A self-proclaimed <laughs> scientist is not a scientist. I want to see this guy's documentation. I only needed one witness on the stand. That's all you I didn't needed. even have a witness <laughs> on the stand. He did zero work. I worked for two months on this. That doesn't make you right. Doesn't make him right. You can work all you want with the, with, with the wrong battle. You. I, I will say that Barry appeared to read the full response he got while yours were heavily edited and perhaps redacted. Ah. Uh -huh. However, there might have been like somebody said, yeah, however. <laughs> yeah, that would need to make it. Right, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I didn't do that, but no. that's no. I played it straight because I, I wanted to know. You're right, it, which turned into more questions. We have more questions. You think we're doing this show. This is the ninth year we're doing the show. We have nothing more to talk about. As we got into that, it got into a whole bunch of different things. So there's more to come on diff different subjects, but some things end up turning what I thought was what it is. Turns out it's not what it is. And, well, that, and that might be one hang of Hang on a second. You want to talk about science, by the way. Health.com did the study, and they said... There's 100 milligrams in a Corona of nicotine, and there's 200 milligrams in a Churchill. Mm -hmm. and there's a teaspoon of salt on one slice of pizza and a tablespoon on the whole pie. Well, which one, and if you smoke the cigar, which one is going to give you more nicotine? The as, Churchill. As far well, as health. Which one's going to appear is the question. No, that was not the debate. The debate was Dave which saying emphatically the smaller cigar is stronger. 
nicotine-wise. No, see. It's not. Hell, it is stronger. Tasting. Jose Dominguez Jr. on the Ash Holes said that he likes a Corona cigar because it comes off as stronger. Comes off or appears stronger. Therefore, so, it is. Jonathan, this health.com is on the internet. It is on the internet. And you believe everything you read on the internet. It's on um, I believe when I get information from Mike Cusano, and just for the record, there were two conversations with two different manufacturers, and I mentioned Mike Cusano and his thoughts, and both of them said, you can take that to the bank. So you well, did. I, I believe everything Mike Cusano says anyways because I've never met anybody in my life who and studies how, harder than he does. How, how much was it worth when you got to the actual bank? So, so, Rudy, <laughs> yeah. so Rudy has chimed in. And Rudy says Dave and Barry have been talking about feel why you are talking about actual. Thank you. So therefore, he's saying you changed the argument. He's not saying that. <laughs> it's total crap. So listen, you, 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 you are a retail operator somebody came in and said uh should i have the six by 60 or the corona i don't it doesn't matter to me what size uh but i want a milder cigar which one you selling them i want a milder cigar i would i would sell them the corona with knowing what i know now crazy you're crazy the corona is going to be milder it's going to burn cooler because there's less fuel in it and then it's going to burn cooler? It's going to burn cooler it's because there's burn less cooler? fuel? Yes. Not according to the scientists. No. It's going to burn hotter because it's a smaller straw. Mm-hmm. All right. You got, a, uh, you got two fires. One fire is built with 10 pallets, and one fire is built with three pallets. Which one is going to burn hotter? It depends on how spread out the pallets are. Stacked on top of each other, exactly the same. You got a stack of three and you got a stack of ten. You light them on fire with exactly one cup of gasoline each and one match, and you don't blow yourself up. And the fire's raging. And now which gonna, one is hotter? Now you're going to suck that fire through a straw, <laughs> a thin straw or a thick straw. Which Gigantic one is hotter? Which one's hotter? hotter? The thin one's going to burn right through you. You're like out of your la- mind. Like a laser beam. No. Yeah, I no. can't answer this because I'm not an arsonist. <laughs> I am. Barry, check your arsonist sources for this one. All yeah, right, talk Ru- to your scientists well, about Rudy's that. Well, Rudy's known as cigarsonist, so he would be my source. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's go to the next subject on the show, which was at the tail end of the show, which was the classic day in classic history. Yes. So first off, how do you like it without me here? You bust my balls every show <laughs> that I can't keep track and follow along whose turn is it. You messed up 100% of whose turn it was, every single one, yep. without, without a question. No, listen, you, you got a hard job. You, you did the points wrong every single time who had the points. And Correct. And messed up on saying what was, was happening. I also mispronounced many names. Right. And, and, I, and I practiced, <laughs> and I messed them up. Andy only had one tiebreaker. I mean, it could, have, that's right. it could have ended in that, tragedy. That's right. Uh, excuse yeah. me, Ed Sullivan. I had one question, <laughs> and I had five tiebreakers. Ah, all right. So as things appear, they're, they're hotter than they oh, appear. Oh, uh, believe me. What about when I'm lighting my cigar, yes. and there's dead air, I and know. I'm actually talking as I'm lighting, going, Barry. Looking for help. Yeah, you, a little help. help. You, yeah. re- you realize you just changed the argument again, because on the show, you said you had five questions and one tiebreaker. Now you're saying you had one question and five tiebreakers. So once again, you change well, yeah, his go argument. Back, to go, back and listen to that, go back his, and listen to that his one. His point on that is you have six <laughs> questions. And I'd say, no, I don't <laughs> have six questions. I have 
four questions and two tiebreakers. <laughs> and that's why I announced it beforehand. Um, but nice job. I mean, it was it was fun. I was laughing out loud. So uh, we biggest, did have a good time. The biggest thing to come out of that was Trevor Gate. He cheated. Trevor Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he nailed two of them at once. Yeah. He studied. There's no doubt about it. And and you got to give that consideration when you're putting the questions together. You have to know who's who's going to be there, and then throw something that's there. Every once in a while, I say, okay, Barry, here's a hockey player or something, or here's some heavy metal guy or something. This is to you. And then sometimes I say, this one's going to be for you, but I'm making sure I have something for both years that are on there. I haven't figured out Ed Sullivan yet. And the chat room said you also messed up. You never gave the answer to the last question. Yes, that's right. You never end up, which you told me, you yell at me sometimes on that too and say, what's the date? Well, here's the thing though. (laughs) I'm here as your safety net. I had no safety net because Barry wasn't following along. He was busy looking at the chat room instead of paying attention to the show and saying, hey, oh, I I noticed you're lighting your cigar. Maybe I'll talk now. (laughs) None of that. Yeah, you go. got a tough job. I, I can't, yeah, I gotta, go. it's I, not, I'm not going to bust your balls any less. You do have a tough job. And, and I think every once in a while somebody's got to play the, the host and then see what the other people do. Absolutely. Because I think you step it up at that point because you say, oh, I get it. I've been on the receiving end of that thing. I'm drowning trying to get a breath of air <laughs> while just nobody's jumping so in here. I've done, it, I've done it to you, so it's fine. Okay. It's actually troublesome how much I'm enjoying this, but my people are saying you're losing. <laughs> how is it that you now think you have people? That's right. <laughs> They're my people. <laughs> you have people. He has people. Rudy, set the record straight on that, will you? All right. I want to find out what I miss in the world of cigars right now, so let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Well, it looked like the push to pass the smoking age to 21 failed this week in Illinois, only to pass the next day. The measure to raise the legal age has passed the House and Senate, where it now heads to Republican Governor Bruce Rauner to sign the law or veto the measure. Veto! 33 members of Congress have written to the FDA urging the federal government to extend the premium cigar comment period, which is set to expire June 25th. In addition, the members of Congress also asked for a delay on the looming August 10, 2018 deadline for warning labels on packages and advertisement. The letter states... As members of the U.S. Congress representing all sectors of the hand-rolled premium cigar industry, we remain concerned that the FDA's regulatory overreach on this issue is contrary to Congress's intent under the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act. We'll continue to impose greater economic burdens on the manufacturers and retailers of premium cigars, and we at the Cigar Authority applaud those 33 members of Congress. Yeah. And lastly, if Cuban cigars are your thing, the country has undergone heavy rains and extensive humidity that has destroyed a lot of the crop this year, which could lead to supply problems. And price increases, no and doubt. And last week, Next Mr. Year. Jonathan was wrong, and that's what's up there in we the go. cigar industry. And that is news. What's <laughs> up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. 
Recluse Cigars is what's up? Barry, last week uh, Massachusetts went 21. Um, it hasn't officially passed yet. It okay. just it passed the House, and now I think it goes to the Senate, right. and then the Senate it will wind up at the governor. Being cl- so close to Massachusetts, mm. we're hearing rumbles of that uh, happening up here. Um, really bad because you're talking. Uh, Somebody wants a cigar. We're seeing it now. This is graduation time, oh, right? Yeah. So the 18-year-olds are coming in, mm-hmm. gra- grabbing one nice cigar for their graduation. So, really? Served it all day yesterday. Never mind the military, and we're going to get into that in mm-hmm. the next hour of, uh, you know, they they serving a tour, and they come back, mm-hmm. and they're 20 years old, and they're just under mm-hmm. gunfire, and now uh, want to have a cigar? Nope. Not it's too. a rite of passage from, even though you're already 18, being a adolescent or a child, you finish your schooling before college. You are now an adult, and you're going to make that adult decision to celebrate with a cigar. We're giving them a driver's license, yes. letting them drive around with 6,000-pound vehicles. We're live, letting them vote and choose who's going to control the country, but they can't control smoking a cigar. They can't. That's too much for them. That's too much. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, all right, looking at the calendar of events for the Cigar Authority coming up next week uh, from Balmoral Cigars, Jev Kaminsky? Zev. Zev Kaminsky? Yep. Kaminsky? Something close to that. All right. It doesn't start with a J or a G, so I don't know where you got Zev. the just sound. Zev. But. Zev. Gev. <laughs> is Zev, that, that's the real name, or is that shot for something? Uh, we'll have to ask him, but right. I've always known him as Zev. Zev, interesting, different name. Um, June 16th is uh, father and son, Eric and Pop Sickle <laughs> from Cameron Sickle Cigars. I can't stop laughing. Yeah, he gets him every time. Uh, he must have a name. We're going to have to figure that out before, <laughs> that before be nice. the show. But I've been going with Popsicle now since uh, the beginning of the year, so we're going to stick with it. Is deserted and dinner going to be Popsicles? It should be. Um, June 23rd is... Um, Steve Saka will be joining us, and it's the launch of the Saka Firecracker or the Mikarita. Yes, um, the Saka Cracker. So I, I've been seeing him posting the pronunciation lately of the words, which means we, along with a lot of people, are bastardizing the hell out of... Well, it's his fault for picking a name nobody can pronounce. Mikarita? <laughs> uh, yeah, which means my mistress. Yeah, uh, but it's the Firecracker version of it. I've tried it. It's strong in both nicotine and flavor. <laughs> it's meaty. Because it's so small. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Robusto. Robust in flavor. Robust, strong, right? Because That's, the tips are right there at the And if it was the same thickness mark. and it was the seven-inch one, it's milder. Tasting. Tasting. Well, what is everything is tasting anyway? Moving along, because you're you're trying to make a you're trying to make a scientific argument are you based ju- on are you what s- you taste. You're just trying to take the opposite side I'm not. of whatever. No, I I I have started the experiments, and 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 coming up soon, you will see the results of my scientific as close to scientific experiments on thinner ring gauges burning a significant amount cooler. Then thicker ring gauges. I say this, folks, that he is doing this because he has one of those guns. It's an infrared <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> He's taking this thing. I'm taking measurements. Um, June 30th, Eric Newman from 
J.C. Newman Cigar Company, Diamond Crown Cigars, will be joining us live here. And on June 7th, we're going to do it all over again. July 7th. Oh, July 7th. Um, I'll be heading out to the IPCPR. I'm actually doing the July 7th show. But July 14th, no Dave show. And you guys are on your own again. So get prepared to do it. That's going to be, I think that's going to be where I release the heat gate information. Yeah. Do you, and, and you purposely plan it when I'm not here so I can't fight back? Well, I need, I need information. I need to be able to fill that time with something. Yeah. So I may as well do some experiments and, and figure that out. And then it gives us a half hour the next show to prove him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that right, Mr. Zonathan? But, but so li- listen what he's saying so that you have the right thing back because he's, he's going to throw in words so that he ends up beating you. I'm going to give you a little, uh, a little diagram, Barry. It'll be the word thermometer, and that's what I'm going to jam inside the ember to see how hot it is. You know, which end you jam it in will change it. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you could hear the sarcasm for those of you listening on the podcast. So we're smoking the Oliveros Grand Returno. This is the Grand Return of the Oliveros brand. Um, Cuban toast. I am getting 100% Cuban toast. What is Cuban toast? Well, it's the bread. You know, you got Italian bread, rye bread. It's probably sugar on it. The the bread they use in Miami, because that's Cuba. Yeah. (laughs) So it reminds me of Cuban toast with the butter melted into the bread. Ah. I'm getting a little cinnamon and a little, uh, you know what corn nuts are? Yeah, I do. I like them. Yeah, a little cinnamon-dusted corn nut action. Mm-hmm. There's some nuttiness. I never had a corn nut. You never had one? No. Really? It's very hard. Interesting. I like a corn nut. <laughs> <laughs> They're underrated. You like to rest your cigar on my balls, too, I noticed. <laughs> Those are malted milk balls. And leave them alone. They're on my desk. I licked them all already. Those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. Yeah. Not much on candy, but those are delicious. All right. So this is a nice cigar. Will it make a big comeback? Will it be bigger than it ever was because of the guy behind it? Now we know. You know, maybe it was ahead of its time. We'll see. It's very good. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I went to a cigar wedding, a wedding from somebody in the cigar industry. There's a new member of the family, and I'll share that with you when we return. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said... Sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where twoguyscigars.com comes in. It's the number twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're going to have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. 
There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, 
handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back. Live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Now in our ninth year, you can find the Cigar Authority on social media. Please be our friend and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a five-star review. Help us out. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And the Cigar Authority is doing really good because the monthly numbers came in. We are rocking. We are rocking. Thank rockin'. you to our listeners for listening to this Dribble. Pretty sure it was last week. week's lighter segment that uh, made put the us difference. over. Yeah. Put us over, um, and also our sister show, the Ash Holes. If you haven't caught the Ash Holes yet, um, well, there's a preacher on it. I think it has to be the brother show. It's the brother show. The brothers, it's yeah. all guys that are on there. Anyway, they broadcast on Wednesday afternoon, but you can find it on the Ashholes.net and uh, also on. Um, YouTube and iTunes and all the podcast places. iHeartRadio, uh, yeah. Spreaker, Spotify. <clears throat> the Ashholes. Give them a listen. And uh, you guys have had um, appearances on those shows, both of you. Yes. Ed Sullivan, you ever do that show, The Ashholes? No, sir. No? I have never either. And it's uh, over a year old, and I haven't been invited to actually do it. Part of their charm is not having me on or whatever. <laughs> but they're, they're rocking, man. And they're, we know Dan is listening, so Dan, I think you were just called out. No, no, not at all. <laughs> when, when the time is wrong, put me on or whatever. Um, Dan um, was on every single episode from the beginning, with the exception of one. He got stuck with a long jury duty and uh, sequestered and could not be there, and they ended up uh, doing the show anyway, and I'm sure the same thing that you guys went through. You're missing one of the guys, and it's like, all right, everybody's got to step up. You guys did good. You stepped up. But anyway, thanks, everybody, for the big numbers on there, and uh, share the show, and let's see if we can... Uh, I got a little milestone in mind I'm looking to hit, so we need a little push over the finish line to get to the next milestone. That's how I operate, these little milestones. So, I was in Miami, speaking of Miami Cigar that was just on on the bumper over there. Um, I used to work for them, you know. You did? did you? <laughs> you did. And you, you blended the, uh, whatever, every, every cigar that's ever come out. Um, I went to a wedding, and I, I didn't say what the wedding was all this time because they can't invite everybody to the wedding. And I was honored that I was asked to go, but I didn't want to let the word out and get, get, have people mad and 
now it's over and there's lots of on social media if you if you follow social media uh, Nick Perdomo's son Nicholas Trey Nicholas the third uh, got married uh, to a beautiful girl Lauren Mar Domingo Mar Domingo was her name now Perdomo and a hashtag one Mar Perdomo one more Perdomo yes. M-A-R ah. Perdomo that was their thing so you follow the hashtags of uh, the wedding and what a wedding it looked it like was. a good time oh my god and i expected it to go over the top anyway um and i took my wife my daughter my mother because we were all invited and uh i said listen we're never going to get a chance to see anything like this we have to go not only do i want to go but you got to see it this is an opportunity to see when you think you're doing good in life and then you go to something like this and realize it's another league. Yeah. There's another whole league going on so here. I, I didn't I, realize, yeah. I have one question. Yeah. You posted the, the day you were there, the day of the wedding, the fire alarm went off in the hotel. That was every day. Okay. And Jadid Pondoma left a comment that Nick arranged it to make sure nobody overslept for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, now, in Miami, it's common for people to always be late. Did Nick actually arrange for that to happen? I doubt it. I doubt it because the wedding wasn't until late. But, um, hey, if, if uh, he doesn't want people to be late. So the that's fire a, alarm went off every day with someone smoking in their room? <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but one day it was 7 o'clock in the morning. The next day it was 3 o'clock in the morning. It was like that thing of does, does the alarm go off every day at 3 o'clock in the morning? No, it usually doesn't happen until 7. <laughs> but the most loud, obnoxious noise and then telling you to stand next to the speaker, which is blasting like a bastard. Why would I stand next to the speaker? And then I'm going in the hallway, I'm looking outside, I'm seeing what's going on, and it just went on for minutes, which felt like hours. Take another puff of your cigar. What? Why really? the hell is this thing going off? Uh, really. I don't uh, get it. But, uh, hey, anyway, you think the next day everybody's out there talking about it, and the only person talking about it was me. <laughs> you know, everybody was like, it's normal protocol. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I just thought it was weird, and um, I didn't do the 3 o'clock in the morning one. I, went, I looked at the phone and said, should I film this one too of like what the hell three but i didn't uh but it was at the biltmore hotel that was the biltmore hotel uh an old hotel they remodeled beautiful beautiful um architectural unbelievable um and um everything was top notch i mean unfortunately rain there was rain the whole time i was there pretty much supposedly good luck <clears throat> yeah whatever it was uh they they certainly made do with what they had they ended up putting extra tents in for outdoor smoking and uh with couches and cigar rollers and <laughs> it was ridiculous over the top ridiculous nice. and this is his son can you imagine when the when the oh, audience there? can you just imagine um but a who's who there not a lot of people in the cigar industry there was a handful of people i'll leave, leave nameless that were there in the cigar industry but i mean there was um, fashion designers and um, very wealthy, wealthy billionaire people. No and, kidding. Oh, my God. Uh, again, saying to myself, I thought I was doing good. You know, <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm the poorest guy in the building. Um, but everybody was very nice. Um, the tuxedos, it was a black tie wedding. In other words, everybody wore a tuxedo. It was the, every man and gowns for the women. Uh, the gown on the bride, like over the top, and Janine, uh, Nick's wife, beautiful, unbelievable. Um, the men, 
that had the tuxedos in the wedding party, the tuxedos were made in Italy, and the fittings happened three different times in the U.S. where the, the, the uh, Italian tailors flew in no three kidding. times wow. and showed up at the wedding to dress them and make sure it was perfect. I mean, these people looked beautiful. It just yeah. every person looked so perfect. Everybody was so perfect. Like, like their suits were tailored for them? Right. <laughs> you couldn't take your camera. Like, there's no pictures inside as people were getting married as the wedding was happening because you weren't allowed to bring your phone. And it said it right there. There's people taking pictures. We'll send you all the pictures you want. Do not. It's not going to be one of those weddings where there's pictures of people holding their phones up in the air and stuff. Just enjoy the moment, which was awesome. That is great. It was like the old days of everybody at the wedding watching the wedding instead of watching their cell phone of, you know, whatever. So it was awesome that they did that. You, you snuck know. your cell phone in, though, didn't you? I had a cell phone on me yes, for emergencies. Did. Right. <laughs> Just in case. I, did, I didn't use it <laughs> until I got to the, the function part of it, everything taking part at the uh, facility. Um, and then the the flowers like you never saw before. And I don't know one flower from the other, but my wife went to agricultural school, knows all the flowers and stuff. And whatever it was, was like, I never saw so many whatever, these things yeah. or whatever. Um, gigantic vases and over the top. Everything was like the, the it attention was done to Perdomo detail. Style. It was done Perdomo it was, style. Uh, like I never saw before, you know, and the week before the, the princess of England got married. They had nothing on this. No kidding. Oh, my God. They must have had a special cigar. I mean, it's Perdomo. There he was, makes cigars. There was a special cigar with it that they gave you uh, when you got there in your hotel room was a little bag with um, tanning, um, you know, cream, which we had no sun but didn't need it, but snacks. And um, even they had shoes for the women when it was time to dance because they were wearing high heels and stuff. Everybody got slippers so that you could have slippers and, and dance. That's awesome. Because the dancing never stopped. DJ, but the DJ had a drummer and a guy on horns playing along with it. That's awesome. So it was like over the Must top. Must have played a lot of salsa. While lighting a lot of Spanish music that I didn't understand, but also old disco stuff that they like. Uh, speaking of old disco stuff, yeah. you made a special gift I did. For Nick Trey? I did. So what do you give to a wedding besides a check? Right. So everybody's going to give a check or whatever, and I'm going to give a check, but I want to give something. And Nicholas has been saying, I was a disc jockey in a former life, uh, late 70s throughout the 80s. And he, every, every once in a while, will say to me, he'll bring up like an obscure dance song from the 80s. Like testing you. And I'm like... Yeah, I know exactly what that is, and it's 124 beats a minute. Arista Records. I got it. It's a yellow label. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. But how the hell do you know this? And he says, yeah, I know it because it's how my parents grew up, brought up, and I, I know the music, and he'd say another one, and you got to make me a tape sometime. Make you a tape. I haven't made a... <coughs> a tape in 30 yeah. years. So I made him a tape, which didn't take a minute. I mean, I had to break out the equipment, go through the music... And just so everybody can feel my pain on this, uh, when it comes to technology, Dave is an old person. I knew how I, I used to do it. And so I sent him with a digital recorder and showed him how to set it up, sent him with the cables, and he sets it up, 
and he had pressed the wrong button on the first go-around, which he wasn't happy with that mix anyways. Brings it back. We so listened to it. I recorded it, it through, the through the microphone. microphone of the thing coming out of the speaker as opposed to the wire coming through. But the, the most impressive thing about this gift is the mix in and of itself, and i got to give Dave a high five for this. The mix was spot on. And yeah, I don't know about spot on. Sean was, was shazamming okay. every single song on the mix, on the playlist. But uh, we had to dub it to an actual tape. That was interesting. Yeah, so now put it on a cassette because I bought him a cassette recorder. An old, not an old one, a new retro, you know, the old thing. of boombox? Yeah, not a boombox. But, but the, you got to press the record and the play button at the same time okay. to get it to record. And it's got the line ins and it, pretty cool. But it pretty did cool. have a jump drive thing attached to it or something, but we want the cassette on there. We even broke the tabs off of the cassette so it can't be recorded over. It's important. That was good thinking. Well, Dave was impressed that I knew to do that. <laughs> right. That's what scotch tape is for. Right. Then you tape over. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so some people are saying, what are you talking about here? But we, we went old school. They had a, a special cigar made for that night. Uh, it came in everybody's pack uh, early on um, when, when you got there, um, which I pulled a Barry Stein, and it was, <laughs> I immediately smoked it. And, <laughs> 20 minutes getting there. Oh, my God, the cigar's here. I'm going downstairs. I went downstairs. I get a text from Nick. Um, you guys are here? I said, yeah, I'm here. I'm downstairs, um, down by the pool area or whatever, over a covered thing or something. He says, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And here I am already smoking the cigar. I don't know if they were supposed to save it or what I was supposed <laughs> to do, but I was right away. Now, that was a Perdomo cigar, but I would say up a notch or two. Interesting. It seemed to be very full-bodied. To because be. it was smaller or because it because was... Because it was smaller, obviously. <laughs> no, no, it was a big cigar, uh, but it was juiced up. And, um, but I did what I did the previous week, is I smoked it slow. Yes. I got a long time out of it, and I was okay. I got a new way of going through strong cigars. I can do this. It's the answer, man. I can do this. Just got to smoke them smaller, and then they're, they're, they're milder. If you smoke them slower, they're milder, right? <laughs> No. No? No. They have the same amount of nicotine. You just process it faster. So they had cigar rollers there. They had guys coming in on stilts with big heads dancing along with the people and confetti cannons going off, um, dancing shoes for the ladies, as I mentioned. Then you go outside, the smoking tents with couches and another cigar roller out there, full bar set up. The booze was high end. You, you couldn't have low end. It was just... Top shelf, everything. Unbelievable experience. And just so you know, Dave's right. If you smoke it slower, it is milder. It's like doing a shot. You bang the shot down, you're going to get drunker quicker than if you sip the drink. Uh, you are still consuming <laughs> the same amount yes, of alcohol. Yeah. But yet, I can. it's not as strong if I go slow. Does it affect you? It's as not quick? as strong I, I tasting. Can't, I can't. What word do you want me to say? I can't do this right now. Yeah. I can't go through it anymore. I'm tapping out. You guys win. It's time believe to believe what you want to believe. Perfect. It's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 
to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. As America sees states like New Hampshire become a drug-infested den, the opioid crisis this week has hit a new bottom. The bottom of the ocean, that is. As Americans flush drugs down the toilet, such as Oxycontin, they end up in wastewater. And while most contaminants are filtered, some manage to get through to the oceans. This week, mussels in the Puget Sound tested positive for opioids. So the next time you're pulling mussels from a shell, it might actually be a muscle relaxant. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, haha. I'm proud of you because there are so many other places you could have gone with that muscle joke. I'm glad you just you just laid it up there nice and easy. Now, look at the dilution that would happen with that opioid. With oh, the, here with we go. I'm, I told you I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to prove to right? you one, for, once and for all well, about the temperature of the burn, and then that's it. I'm done David, with science with the two of you. The small muscles would be stronger, Of right? course, especially if it had the opioid. So this is when I was going to tell you about last chance to buy Rocky Patel event tickets I have here uh, because I did my show notes before, but sold out. Rocky Patel event is sold out, so I will tell you of another event coming up, and it's not coming up for quite a while. I'm looking for the date here. September 28th. September 28th. Cigars and Guitars. This is a United Cigar Experience Friday, September 28th, 6 to 9 p.m. at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're going to learn to play Smoking Blues Guitars with the Guitar Ninja founder, Jason Land, who happens to be a listener of the show and contacted us yes, on did. the Contact Us button on yes, CigarAuthority.com. And he's been listening for years, and he said, how can we work together on this two things that he loves, guitars and cigars? And he owns a chain of guitar learning schools, and he's a rock musician, plays lots of rock bands and stuff over the years, and loves teaching people about guitars and loves cigars. And he said, can we work together and test this model for the first time? Can I, and I do said, I bring my own guitar or? You can, but you don't have to because there'll be plenty on hand if you, if you don't. All right. But we're not playing electric guitar. We're not going to plug in because it's going to well, be. You're not going to plug in. Nobody's going to plug in. I might have to plug in. <laughs> no. I might have to plug in. I might have to rock out. Maybe at the end after because you've got a whole bunch of people. But he tells me if you know the littlest amount of a, of a guitar, at the end of this thing, you're going to play a song. All right. In a matter of a few hours, you're going to smoke a couple cigars while you're learning how to do this. And then at the end of it, we're going to play Smoking in the Boys Room or something. I don't know. I like it. I like it. Pretty good. So we'll see what that's all about. Uh, the cost is $59 per person, includes two cigars, plus you get an all-access to the Guitar Ninja online course. Oh, so you get started, and then you can Correct. jump in, and you, you keep can keep on. it going. If you liked it, and you say, I'm going to keep doing this, I like it, you keep going at that point. So, tremendous deal, $59, two cigars, the event itself, and then you're going to continue on from there. Um, I would say hopefully Monday or Tuesday we'll get this thing going to be able to sell tickets to it. But um, just because we ran out of that Rocky Patel, I said, let me uh, tell about this. Friday, September 28th, 6 to 9 p.m., right here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Cigars and Guitars with Jason Land. He's the guitar ninja. 
He'll be here flying in to do it with his buddies, and they're going to teach us, and we're going to rock. Rock the house. And he may stick around for a few days after to actually come see the show. And if he does, we'll, of course, have him on and tell him how well it went, and maybe uh, he can play something. Could he be able to play something? Of course. At the end of a half hour, when we go to break, instead of having music from the board, we could have him play us out with a guitar. There we go. There we go. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes anyway. All right. Let's talk about now the final thoughts here on. Well, all before of it. we do that, I yeah. want to I want to just uh, read this quick mm. note because it's handwritten. Please do. Please. Uh, hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for all you do for the cigar community. I've enclosed cigar coasters and uh, a holder I made for you. Pretty I use nice. the bands from the cigars I received from the care package and some extra ones too. Hope you enjoy. Signed, Michael or Chubno, as he's referred to in the chat box. P.S. I thought it would be good to save the table on the show. I've watched Mr. J spill a couple of times, LOL. I don't think that that's funny or accurate. It's Barry Stein that spills. Barry Stein spills too. Jonathan, do you want to hold those up for the camera? So what he did here is he took the cigars from the care package and saved them and then put, put these things around. It looks like some sort of tile, made a wood thing for it. It's awful cool and very nice of you to do it. Thank you. So he has these wood posts around it. I feel like getting three rubber bands and putting it around. It's wrestling. 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 <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Oliveros, Grand Returno. I'm getting notes of wheat, maple. You're just doing everything you can to take the flavor notes that I said on the break and turn them into something else. And it's Special K with cinnamon. Yeah, is I, what it I got is. no cinnamon. Yeah. I usually, cinnamon's a, a real pickup for me. Now, is that crickets for Jonathan cinnamon or my tasting notes? That is cinnamon for sure. Yeah, yeah there's no cinnamon here. I don't know where you get that. But you guys are wrong. You, you're down to the end here. See how you're able to smoke a lot of cigars? Well, that was the other I thing. I smoked, I, I smoked maybe a half an inch of that cigar each right. hour. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because you, you got to get some help so you can enjoy a cigar too. But when you have a break, you go to the chat room instead of give the guy a break to do it. And Jonathan gets into the argument of why, why don't I have uh, the right date? And why don't you remember whose turn it is? Why don't you say, Dave, I'll keep track of whose turn it is because I know you get so much to do. Or, it's my or I could play to win. Which I'm, I'm going for the win. That ain't, yeah. hasn't Playing been working out for you. Work for you. <laughs> that doesn't work out for you. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. All right. Um, we're going to go to break now. When we come back, joining us will be Travis Lord from Cigars for Warriors. And we'll talk about the impact the FDA regulations had on premium cigars and how it hurt the brave men and women serving this country in the military. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now streaming on YouTube, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. This Wicked Pisser show will be right back. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. 
The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For aging room Solara, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need 
to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is good smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and like it. With your host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine, as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. I might even lend you my light up. So it's time to... Light them up. Mm, mm, God. The Cigar Authority is here. You are finally done the show about nothing. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. Cigars for Warriors is a charity, a 501c, that donates cigars to active military. And we'll talk about that and the impact of the FDA regulations on premium cigars and how it has hurt the brave men and women serving us in the military. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. With us is Travis Lord from cigarsforwarriors.org. Cigarsforwarriors.org. Don't forget that. Welcome. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. So uh, before we start, we are going to uh, pass out the first cigar, and this is the uh, new limited edition, Barry, from Four Kicks. What do we have? Yep. Today's second cigar is the Four Kicks Mule Kick Limited Edition 2018. Say that ten times fast. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic at Tabacalera La Alianza for Crown Heads. 
The size is 5 and 7 eighths by 52, and it features an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $10.99, while a box of 10 is just $98.99, which is a savings of almost $11, or 10% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Pretty looking cigar here. Uh, a little Cuban looking too with that second band on it. Yeah, Limited it edition 2018. Mm -hmm. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. So, so the, the aroma off the foot is a very strong molasses. I'm getting um, mm. Kellogg's Raisin brand. With the one with the uh, powder on the raisins. I like what this tastes like before we light, it, light the cigar up. Yep, cold drawers, honey and molasses. Yeah. You're not far off from that. Travis, you enjoy a good cigar? I do. All right, perfect. <laughs> Speaking of enjoying, we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus T4, retailing for $59.99. It features... Four jets, a flip-top top, an easy adjustment at the bottom, and a valve cover so that you don't get schmuckus when you use this as a uh, large man's pocket lighter. There we go. You get no schmuckus covering up the fill chamber. The Lotus T4 retails for $59.99. Hell of a light off of $59.99. Looks like a big giant Zippo, but a lot cooler. Four jets, awesome. I would argue that it would be a lot warmer with the four jets than a Zippo which uh, doesn't burn butane. See, so, that was me being a dick. I was just being go. obstinate there. There we go. Okay. I can't tell which one is you being a dick because <laughs> you're a dick. Yeah. It quacks like a duck. It is a duck, right? Nailed it. Yep. All right. So, Travis, you enjoy a cigar. I you've do. Been, you've been in the cigar business for lots of years. That's right. So you know your stuff when it comes to it, but you do sit on the board of directors of... of the, an awesome organization that does nothing but good and gives, 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 and keeps nothing for themselves, Cigars for Warriors. That is the truth. It is yeah. really a wonderful organization. Um, I helped out in a few different ways before I came on uh, and joined the board of directors a couple of years ago, and I couldn't be happier to be a part of it. So how, how did this whole thing start? Well, it started with uh, a number of the founders, uh, most notably Storm Bowen, uh, yeah. and they were uh, working with a charity called Cigars for Troops, and there were a few things about the charity that uh, a lot of the people working in, in it didn't like. And so they, they got together and they really loved the cause and the, the mission of getting, uh, you know, premium quality cigars to troops who are serving our country overseas. Yeah. So they decided they wanted to start their own organization and do things uh, in the ethical and moral manners that they wanted to. Um, now, you know, first rule, of course, is not making any money. <laughs> yep. Nobody makes anything. Nobody makes anything. And... Uh, um, and so, you know, all, all the other goals, um, you know, sort of came from that. Just, you know, working hard for the troops. Storm is ex-military himself, as are a number of people that are involved. So he knows that the, the uh, military guy that's out there serving or something would like nothing more than to get a cigar at the meal. Than a nice cigar at the end of the day. Right? Yep. 
So from what I heard is of all the things, and they request things, I want clean underwear, we need some snacks, we need this, we need that or something, but what's number one? Yes, um, th that uh, is true. Uh, scars are one of the number one most requested items. So give them cigars. Yep. You know, somebody out there in the middle of some country that they never knew before, you're talking a young man that's out there having a rough day, man. You're talking about walking around with his mind's going on. The guy gets through the end of the day and gets to have an hour or two of relaxing, relaxation. As close to relaxing as you can get when a bomb could go off any second. We regular people that sit around here, oh, I had a rough day at work. We don't you even know. You have no idea. Yeah. You had we a rough know. day at work. The boss yelled at you. What? You, you, your one-hour lunch you had to do in 45 minutes? If a rough day at work is yeah. your boss yelling at you, I got that covered by lunchtime right. every day. But this is real work, man. These guys Absolutely. get shot at. Five go in and four come out. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So, of course, you want to give to this organization. We, as retailers, have given and want to give to, to them. Um, but all of a sudden, the FDA comes along and says, oh, no, no. You're not allowed to give to them anymore. Why? Well, you know, it's under the free sample um, regulation of the, of the new FDA rules. And, uh, you know, they, they deem that a cigar given by a cigar manufacturing company to a, um, to a charity like us is, is a free sample. Uh, they think it's, it's actually promoting a certain brand or another. And then if we, if we sent the cigars to the troops overseas, it would be, you know, an effort to make them buy one brand or another brand. Now, I work, I obviously if, if work. If they live through it. <laughs> right. I work in the cigar industry. If I make a purchase at the register... And I give that cigar to you to give to the troops. Is that legal? That is perfectly legal. Because yeah. the cigar was purchased. Yes. At, at brick and mortar. Yes. Um, or, or purchased online or anywhere else. Um, even cigar retailers are allowed to donate. Our, our lawyers are saying that they are allowed to um, donate directly. It is strictly the manufacturers that are restricted. Really? From now, the, I heard differently from our attorney that said... I can't give you a cigar. I can't give people cigars. There are there are differing opinions, um, right. but our the the attorneys that are working with Cigars for Warriors uh, believe that it is acceptable for yeah. retailers. Are to Are they donate. willing to pay the ten thousand dollars fine <laughs> if they are incorrect? That is uh, something I am not sure of. Now, <laughs> now, Dave may be willing to pay the fine, but he's not doing three months in federal prison. If the lawyers are willing to do that, we may be able to work something out. <laughs> and can you have somebody do it for you, so, Your Honor? I, I accept that three months in jail. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. The attorney is going to do it for me. Is that okay? I'm tapping in Mr. J. He's going to do the three months. He should He's have no problem. forward to it. That'll be like a trip to hedonism. Right. It'll, be a, it'll be a vacation for sure. My God. So it's, it's really put a damper on things, though. Um, you know, these donations from manufacturers, uh, when, when the rules went into place, they represented almost 80% of the donations wow. that were received. Um, so, uh, you know, it really, really caused a problem. Uh, fortunately, a number of retailers and, and especially individuals, um, both virtually and at all the wonderful events that we um, appear at, have been uh, very generous and very gracious in stepping up and making sure that there's still enough cigars to go around. So how does somebody send cigars to you? Uh, there are lots of ways we'll take them any way we can get them. <laughs> uh, the, um, if you go to our website at cigarsforwarriors.org, you can, uh, you can, there's an address there for you to mail cigars to, and there's also a variety of options for donating cash if you prefer not to donate your precious cigars. So what would you do with the cash? Buy cigars, or would you use it for mailing? And uh, Almost all of the cash goes to mailing and postage. Um, that is where over 90% of the money goes to. Uh, you know, the postage is, is, is it's the biggest expense that we have, um, you know, mailing hundreds of packages every month. 
Yeah. And it, it adds up, and so that's where the money goes. And you're getting la- – I, I, I believe that you guys weren't getting enough cigars in the heyday. You're getting lots of them. But there was more people asking than there was, and you make it yes. packages less. And now that you, this can't happen, 80% of the cigars aren't coming, there's certainly way more people, our warriors, asking for product. We can't send them anything. Yes, uh, we are. Um, you know, we, we get a large number of requests every single day, and uh, you know, we do our best to keep up with them, both in, from a man-hour perspective as well as uh, from making sure that we have enough donations. Yeah. Is it all uh, volunteer? 100% volunteer. Nice. And no money goes to anybody, and it's, you know, what's better than this? It's right. 100% going to the U.S. troops dying for us, dying yes. for us. For our freedom to sit here right. and talk and on podcasts and smoke cigars. So there was a question in the chat room asking, uh, I guess with the new FDA regulations, are you still able to honor 100% of the requests from sh- uh, soldiers? We are still honoring 100% of the requests. Um, they just get less. They, uh, um, yes, the, the number of cigars can change a little bit depending on how many people are in a unit or a group that's receiving the package. And also, um, you know, it can take a little bit longer. Uh, you know, it's more of a delay time rather than a you're not going to get filled time. Yeah. No need of it, folks. We can help, right? Absolutely. Yes. So, cigarsforwarriors.org, go there, do me a favor, make, make a tick, show them a little movement this week that it ended up happening. You'd be doing me a personal favor, please. Um, you know, they're not asking for much. They're looking for a cigar or two. You know, God. bottom corner of the humidor with the one that you haven't smoked in a few. Right. You always <laughs> yeah. start at these ones that say, yeah, if somebody comes over the house, how about instead of if somebody comes over the house, you get them all, package them up, send them over to them. They're going to go to great use, not good use, great use. It's going to change things up, right? That's right. So let, let's do that. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars, who would win? This hypothetical battle. And this one uh, is, would you rather lose $1,000 or lose all your phone contacts? Contacts in your phone, gone, or $1,000? You can have the $1,000 without question. Really? My phone is backed up on two separate computers so I can't, I can't. You've never lost them. your contacts? But losing never. the contacts would mean that your backups are now corrupt and you can't use those either. I'm giving up the $1,000, Baron. So you hard of hearing? Okay. Giving it up. Take the grant. I'd rather lose the contacts. Anybody that's important for me to have will eventually call me again. That's how if I they feel don't, too. If they don't call me. I'll take the grant. They waste of space on my phone. And I'm no. in business. And you're not, these people are trying to sell to me. Yeah, you're not... Uh, it's not, that, it's not that effective for you, personally. And how about you? Why? Because all, I all got... your friends? Both I... of them? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, back in the day, we could remember everybody's phone number anyway. Yeah. But now, forget it. I have no idea what your phone numbers are. No, I got, I got too, much, too much tied up in some of those contacts. Now, Travis, you are a computer guy. That's right. It's your business. That's right. Can you give up your contacts? Nope. No way. Nope. You can have my thousand bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed Sullivan? Uh, they're gone. Get rid of the contact. I'll make new friends. There we go. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one, right? Yeah, it is. Depends who you are and what it is, but it, it, it's not important to me. I, I don't even know how to find them anyway to begin with. I don't know. I don't even have a lookup. Travis, besides Cigars for Warriors, I've heard about you. 
and you kind of have a reputation of being a little bit of a cigar geek, if you will. <laughs> so are you smoking anything recently that, uh, that stood out for you? You know, I love the Aladino Maduro. Oh, nice. That was, a, that was a real recent revelation for me. I really enjoyed that cigar. Did you like the regular Aladino? Yes. I, 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 that one was great, but the, the Maduro one I thought was something special. You lean toward fuller body cigars? I do lean towards fuller body cigars, although I do try to celebrate the entire catalog. And do you, <laughs> <laughs> That was a, uh, yeah. a Michael uh, Bolton reference. There, yeah, we got sounded like. Uh, you have a red stapler? No. Yeah. <laughs> this one's Do you strong. find that you smoke uh, slower? Or faster, you know. In general, it really depends on the situation. Um, I I try to smoke slower. I try to make make a point to smoke a little on the slower side. Um, the flavors get better. You don't burn as much of the tobacco up. I'm gonna. St- I have started that. I'm probably three weeks into smoking slower, mm-hmm. and I can smoke fuller bodied cigars, even Coronas. So do you find smaller cigars to be stronger? <laughs> yeah. 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 Would you like to weigh in on this? <laughs> well, I, you know, I've been, I've been listening to you guys go back and forth. It's pretty funny. Um, you know, I, I find each cigar is different on its own. Um, so, you know, in terms of sampling different Vitolas from the same, same line and blend, I do, I, I tend from my experience that, you know, the smaller ones can feel a little on the stronger side. Mm-hmm. But your scientific argument is valid. Is valid. <laughs> I, Look at this. Valid. You know, you got a friend. I've been validated by Travis Lord. Adam, I'm very excited. I love some science too. Well, Barry's got the science. <laughs> You're about to. I had the scientist. That you have wrong. someone that you say <laughs> is a scientist. He said. He said was a scientist. Yes. Now you got to disprove. I didn't that read. A I didn't read his email to to confirm that it was somebody well, that was said. Do you find this four kicks mule kick? So it's called a mule kick. It's supposed to be full bodied. I'm, I would place it maybe medium full. Medium plus, yep. I find most of you guys, leather tongue, full body guys, just will not give something <laughs> up to say this is an ass kicking, <laughs> mule kick, full body cigar. One to ten, is it a nine? No, I would say it's a seven. Seven. And o- only because it's still light outside. <laughs> I'm kind of with them, though. It's really, oof. There's a lot of flavor. A lot of complexity. Kind of a charred component to it. Uh, We're we just kind of coming into grilling season, so maybe that's fresh on my mind. But some uh, charred beef, a little black pepper in there. Too strong for even a little, Even a little salt on the fatty edges. Ed Sullivan throws your bone. Ed Sullivan. Did you, did you hit your head over there? I clicked on it by mistake. I had a feeling. Yeah. I saw the mouse wandering on the uh, <laughs> yeah. monitor. Ed Sullivan, you're, you're the full-body cigar smoker. One to ten? I think uh, Travis nailed it. Seven. Seven? Mm-hmm. You've got to be kidding Maybe me. Maybe 7.2. Because you're not, you're not even far enough into this cigar to be feeling the nicotine strength. You're I'm talking about it. flavor. You are out of your friggin' mind. You talk. I'm not even feeling it. And I'm, for, I'm twice the distance as you. No, because it, it, it always seems that nothing is full-bodied to the full-bodied cigar smoker. I'm not a full-bodied smoker. I'm saying it's a seven. Do you know why you're twice as far as Dave? It's because you suck harder. Mm. <laughs> we both sucked up. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he says with a question mark, I think. Um, if somebody in the military is listening to us now, mm-hmm. and they say... 
I never knew there was a thing where I could request cigars and get them. I would love to have a cigar. Obviously, listening to the show, he's into cigars. What does he do? Well, if we try to make it as easy as possible. You head on over to cigarsforwarriors.org, and uh, one of the biggest, most prominent links in the top of the page is Request Cigars. Click that button. Uh, we take as little information as we can get away with to get you the <laughs> get the package out. And... Um, and then, uh, you know, you got to wait a little while, but we'll send it out as soon as we can. Is this for only for people that are deployed overseas, or is it anyone that's deployed anywhere? It is only for active duty overseas. Gotcha. Uh, you know, we get we get so many requests. We would we would love to be able to um, donate to everybody who uh, serves in the military in any capacity. But r- right now, given our level of donations, that's what we're able to it, to a, accomplish. It's a little easier for somebody active domestically to walk into a sure. brick of water sure. than somebody in the middle of the desert in Kandahar to find a brick of water. Well, not to mention I've seen it so many times when a guy comes in in, mili- in full military uniform and yeah, somebody like, says, anybody, I got you know him. what, give me two of these. I'm getting. I'm buying him a cigar. Yeah. That, that happens often. Yeah, which I do all the time. Is there anything that Cigars for Warriors is doing as far as legislation goes? Are you guys helping push for this? Are you, are you speaking to congressmen? And senators? Yes. Uh, a, a various number of members of our board of directors are working on all fronts. Um, you know, we're, we're involved with the, uh, you know, the, the various organizations that are lobbying for our rights as well as, um, you know, contributing our own lobbying wherever we can. Uh, a couple of our board of directors, people are in Florida. And so they've um, you know, established connections with some of the politicians down there that are more friendly to our cause. And uh, yes, I mean, in, in short, um, we're, we're doing everything we can. We have legal people and, uh, and, and lobby people, um, and, you know, as much as uh, the budget can afford anyway. Sure. Yeah. Now, how, how about a cigar retailer? Could we put a box in the store or something where people could make donations and send it to you because we have cigar customers coming in there, and instead of them mailing it, we do it in a group thing. Yes, uh, we, we set up brick and mortar stores as online as uh, as donation centers. Okay. So uh, and we, we have a like a, a packet that we send out and um, you know some some messaging and uh, so you can have a prominently placed box and then you mail the cigars every month when um, when the uh, you know hopefully it's full. <laughs> right. So now the, the consumer comes in, he sees the box. The, the retailer is going to actually make a sale because somebody's going to buy buy it, right. and the guy's going to put it in your box. So you retailer, there's nothing. It doesn't end up costing you nothing. Could maybe the, shipping, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but the retailer now could not, or could the retailer match or do something like that? He's saying yes. Y- yes, Re- uh, retailers are are uh, uh, again according to the the legal advice that we have received. Um, uh, we believe the FDA does not restrict a cigar retailer from doing something like, say, matching yeah. and the, donation the of a customer. The magic of that could be that technically the first purchase in the U.S. has happened because you bought it from the manufacturer. Yeah, you could still do I that. understand what he's saying, but I just heard differently, and well, I would have to be so clear. To, uh, I don't course. want to be the first you, guy you going could, away. You could do buy three. Get, I don't want to be the second guy either. You could, do, <laughs> you could do buy three, get one free at events, so why couldn't you do... Buy two. Donate three, donate three. one free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, yeah. if, if the customer is making that purchase, you could give them something free with purchase. Yeah. You would think. Ah, okay. So get creative out there, folks. That's right. Find a way to end up doing it. You're not only you going to do something arrested. good, you're going to feel good doing it. And, and you, the consumer, making it, you feel good doing it. And, you know, let's help our boys and girls out there. 
You, do you get women that request it? Oh, of course, all the really? time. Really? Uh, in growing numbers, too. And, all right. Uh, if, if you go over to the Cigars for Warriors Facebook page, you can see a lot of pictures and testimonials from all the people who have gotten cigars. You'll see, so nice. You'll see um, old, young men, women, um, everybody uh, gets together and shares a cigar. That's what it's all about. So we've had over the years some of our customers end up getting deployed and going out there and staying in touch with us and, and then us sending out a whole bunch of cigars to them individually when we could figure out how to end up doing that. Mm -hmm. You guys take all that work out of it for, and then they send a picture back with all of them sitting there, uh, getting together, almost having a little hearth yes. together at the end of, end yeah. of a rough day, uh, or, or celebrating of a victory or, you know, crying on each other's shoulders and having a cigar in, in memory of somebody. You just can't fathom what it is. We're just sitting here smoking cigars. You're in your garage right now having a cigar, listening to the Cigar Authority. There's somebody out there doing some serious work for you, for us. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. And you want to throw them a cigar? Of course you want to throw them a cigar. Cigarsforwarriors.org is the place to do it. Or find the place you can drop it off or whatever. But... Uh, if they want to do it themselves, buy a box of cigars and send it to you, mm -hmm. they could cigarsforwarriors.org. The, the address the, is there, everything. Address is right there and a, and a little slip to, um, to print out and fill to make the shipping as easy as possible. All right. So what's our final thoughts here on the uh, four kicks? Really, limited we're edition. With initial thoughts here. It's not fun. <laughs> You're right, right. Um, cigars, this is the um, Mule Kick. Four kicks, Mule Kick, Mule limited kick. edition, 2018. 2018. And this had come out before. There was an original version in 2012, and then it was re-released this year. Was it a Maduro? Uh, don't know. It was the Mule Kick. Actually, 2012 was the year the brand came out. The original Mule Kick was two years ago. Okay. Do you actually know anything about anything <laughs> I just, having to do I, with cigars? I just misspoke. Okay. okay. Just checking. <laughs> There's got to be a wise ass. That's when, uh, when, I first, when I first lit it up, the very initial light, and, and we were interviewing Travis here, so I didn't get a chance to say it, but I took notes. It was an old school cream soda. There was definitely some notes of vanilla in there, and even as far as a little effervescent quality to it, the bubbles from the soda. Old school cream soda, early on. Now I'm into... You ran that a little extra long there for me, huh, Ed? Well, because it was that far off. <laughs> Let me correct you. So there's a little bit of raisins and cocoa and a subtle coffee bean with a leather finish. There's nothing subtle about it. This is a kick <laughs> in, the, in the... Let me take my belt off and give it a lick and see if you're correct, Barons. It, it's leather, leather. It's earth. It's somewhere between a 7.2 and a 9.0, <laughs> closer to the 9.0, I'm telling you. I want to be accurate to the people listening to oh, this. They're we don't. Go buy this. We don't. Seven? Come on, will you? Seven. I'm, I'm almost halfway through. Just starting to get a little heaviness on my chest now. There you go. A little. Getting heaviness on the chest. A little. That's seven. So for Cigars for Warriors, I want to give a little bit of a shout-out to Andex. And they had the Western Pennsylvania Cigar Crawl a few years ago. And for every cigar you donated, they were given a raffle ticket where they won something throughout the crawl. And they collected 1,200 cigars. 1,200. Which awesome. was donated That's to That's what we need, some big numbers. All but right. we'll take the little numbers, too. We'll take whatever take we can get. So cigarsforwarriors.org, that's what the, uh, where to go, what to do. Travis Lord, thank you for coming on here. Hopefully everybody's going on board. You're coming to our anniversary party and set up there. Yes. And we're going to try to get uh, every cigar we give to these people, we're going to try to take them back and <laughs> see what we can get from there. Right now we're going to go to break. If you don't buy a cigar in a cigar shop, they might ask you to leave. 
if you try smoking a cigar at Starbucks, they ask you to leave. But they don't care if anybody buys anything in their shops anymore. Uh, that and a classic three-way when we return. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set, and we're smoking the Mule Kick, the Four Kicks Mule Kick, limited edition 2018. It's a full-body cigar, folks. Pay no attention to them. I have the flavor note. I have, I have the similarity cigar. E.P. Carrillo makes a cigar for them, and I, resem- I remember this cigar they had a brand when Ernesto made Glory Cubana called El Rico Habano, which was the fuller-bodied of the Glory Cubana type of cigars sure. they had, um, which was a very full-bodied cigar. It reminds me very much of that. So the way I see it is that the 10-point scale, which is what we're using today yep. for strength, is a sliding scale. As we get deeper and deeper and, and people are able to manufacture better-burning better Lajeros and better-burning thick tobaccos they can get more nicotine content into that same cigar therefore your scale you slides to, you always go to nicotine <laughs> because you always go to nicotine that's what that's what you're feeling you're not feeling char you're feeling nicotine but it's heavy on your chest is that nicotine that's nicotine and it's heavy on mine too it's not how heavy is it? Is it, is it a, uh, a little person standing on yeah. your chest or, or am i standing on your chest right. <laughs> Well, I'm still able to breathe, Baron. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's a little heaviness, but I would say that the are, are you moving up the scale a little? Seven point two. No. no, no. The all right, folks, go out and buy this. We we don't have any. Do we have any of these? Yeah, we have a, a few boxes in stock. Yeah. Two guys cigars. So com. it's going to be gone by the time you're listening to this, probably. But anyway, four kicks, mule kick. Find it at your brick and mortar retailer. And then grab just a tell cigar, Dave he's wrong. smoke it. Give us an email back and tell me how close to nine or seven point two. It's not seven point two; it's seven. But seven. he's he's been firing on all cylinders since he came out yeah. with the uh, La Historia. Yeah, and then this for four kicks, and then we smoked a couple of weeks ago the EPC TAA, right? Which was phenomenal. That we can't wait for that to come out. He just seems to be firing lately on well, all he's cylinders. He's coming out with full full of body stuff, and yeah. that's what you like. And but if that's where he's made his fame, his yes, cigars were yes, always stronger. Yes, it is. No doubt about it. All right, last month, Starbucks store manager in Philadelphia engaged law enforcement uh, because two African-Americans, and I don't know why they have to say this, but it's African-American men, were hanging out, not buying anything, and then they asked to use the restroom while waiting for a friend, is how the story goes. Um, And what happened was they called the police to engage the police and to tell them they have to buy something or leave because... It's a retail establishment. It's a business. Now, I'll tell you, I don't know if any retailer would be so mean as to somebody comes in, has to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God, I have to go to the bathroom. Of course, go to the bathroom or whatever. But hanging around with your buddies, 
they say you're not buying anything, you have to go. Wouldn't that classify as loitering? Right. Um, then later, it looked as if this was a deep-set issue in society, that this was a societal thing that they ended up not, and now again taking the race into consideration and say it was because they were African-American is what somebody goes before at that point. Um, you're talking about Starbucks that has thousands and thousands of uh, like 10,000 stores or whatever they have. And uh, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have African-American employees. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it being a deep set issue in society. Anyway, that's where it ends up going. Tuesday, they closed 8,000 stores for unconscious bias training. Unconsciously, you were biased towards these people. So we're going to train 8,000 people so you're conscious of this. 8,000 stores. It's 175,000 people. 175,000 people because they asked a man to leave because he wasn't buying anything. To me, it's like this is the craziest thing. But um, some said um, a day off for learning about unconscious bias will have little effect. Others said uh, what will work is allowing anybody to stay in coffee shops without buying anything. So they did. They have set up a new thing where you don't have to buy anything anymore. You talk, and here I am telling you as a retailer, um, as a consumer in a cigar shop, you must go into a cigar shop and make a purchase. And, make a purchase. and here is the Starbucks, which is highly more successful than my retail store, sure. that is saying, you know something, come in all you want. You don't have to buy anything. Um, what a statement that says. Starbucks says no longer need to buy anything to sit in our store. Starbucks has made an open door policy official. Come on in, take a load off, use the restrooms, and just hang out. No purchase necessary. The coffee giant announced a new policy, so let's his employees know that anybody can sit in their cafes, use their restrooms, even if they don't buy anything. It's official. No purchase necessary to sit in Starbucks cafes. Any customer is welcome to use Starbucks spaces, including their restrooms, cafes, patios, regardless of whether they make a purchase. What you can do, hang out at Starbucks without buying anything. Use Starbucks restroom without buying anything. And use their Wi-Fi without buying anything. What you can't do. No smoking, indoors or outdoors. They're also very anti-gun. They would prefer it if you have a concealed weapons permit that you not conceal your weapon. Don't even conceal don't, it even don't though bring you can. It, don't bring it into their, their locations. It's not a law as far as Starbucks is concerned. Because, but. It's, because it's unconstitutional for them to do it. But it's not unconstitutional for them not to allow you to go outdoors in their parking lot and light a cigar because it's private property. You cannot do that. I'm not guessing at this. I know because I did it. I was outdoors of a Starbucks and I was asked not to smoke. Well, you made a purchase. Took the purchase outdoors because I would never smoke indoors in a place that wouldn't allow or doesn't want me to do it. And you're a sucker for a muffin, so I know you got a muffin. Believe me. You got a muffin, you got a coffee. And you I probably got had a, a buddy, right? I, I brought a buddy. So you got two coffees, two muffins. It, it minimal. And <laughs> minimal. <laughs> Let's just minimal. go half a dozen. Yeah. Right? More so like you, it. you got about $30 worth of purchase, and you'd like to go outside, and I'm sure you didn't sit next to anybody. You sat off by yourself, away from people. Nobody was there. 
and you light up a cigar. And Nobody they- was there. It had rained out. I had to wipe down the seat with my hand outdoors, sat down, lit a cigar to have with my coffee and my muffins, donuts, or what have you. And somebody got out from around the counter, came out to say, you can't do that here. Please leave. So I left. Took my cigar with me because the choice was to put the cigar out. And I know you owe too well. You're never going back to Starbucks again. And that's the end of that. The question is, is this going to be the end of Starbucks or will they in short time realize that if they have an entire room filled with people not making purchases. Imagine coming in to try to have a cup of coffee and a muffin and all the seats are taken. And parking you can't. lot's full. All the seats are taken. Can you bring your own coffee? That Can you bring your own coffee into say Starbucks? Seeing they say you don't have the, to make a purchase. Would, so let me go next door where it's half the price, bring my coffee into there, use their Wi-Fi bathrooms, hang out for the day, meet my friends, and we'll bring our own box of Joe from the place next door. Huh. Or, How about that? Or, Dave, would or it be does that possible? sound insane to you? Could I shift my schedule and just live at Starbucks? Yes. You know, maybe they, sleep there during the day. Yeah, until they close, set up shop, whatever. It's just ridiculous. Or uh, yeah. They, they have, it, it's, not a, uh, it's a move that they're making because in 2018, every single thing has to be a controversy. Everything has to be. We're in a 24-hour news cycle, so the news... Stations and listen, I'm not just picking on CNN and MSNBC. Fox is just as bad. So both sides of the aisle, everybody's trying to make news out of every single thing. That's the problem. Somebody doesn't buy a product from you inside your place. You ask them to go, or it's loitering. Correct. Uh, you plan on buying anything? Nope. Just came to use the bathroom and hang out <clears throat> with my friends and stuff. Listen, uh, there's been people that have come in and said, "I got an emergency. I could have used course, the bathroom right of now." Of course, absolutely. And you hope the guy does the right thing when he goes to leave. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But you don't begrudge someone using the bathroom. Of course not. But I, I wonder: Is Starbucks have franchisees, or do they own it all? No, it's franchisees. Do the franchisees have to do that? And the next thing you know, their 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 business tanks. Because they're not making any purchases. The place is packed. There's no place to go. And every seat is taken. And there's no room for people that want to make a purchase. I don't know. What do you think? Let us know on the Contact Us page. Do we have something here? Is this crazy? Is this crazy as I think it is? I don't know. But right now it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? $50, stand on an Olympic one-meter diving board wearing a flame-retardant suit. Get it set on fire and attempt the triple lindy into the water below. You just have to attempt the triple lindy. Just attempt it. You can't do it. It's only been done. People have tried. It can't be done. That's the one where you jump from diving board to diving board. Yes. (laughs) I would have to go back to school to remember how to do that. Here we go. Back to school. Here we go. Uh, I would. Dive off the diving board. Flame retardant suit. Yeah. I'm in. You get 50 bucks. Ooh. I'm still in, but that's cheap. That's cheap. But you do it because you'd want to do it. Yeah. You'd be okay. Flame retardant suit. You don't know if you'd be okay. If it starts to get hot, you got to jump in the water. But you got you, water you there. you got to jump in the water. Yeah. You're all right. Barry. I'm out. Cannonball. Cannonball. Fear of heights. It's one meter. No. I thought he said three. No, one meter. One meter. All right, one meter I could do. How big is one meter? So it's a yard. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah right. it's nothing. It's a regular diving board. Yeah. It's not nothing to, body, to belly flop on, by the way. You can hurt yourself. Cannonball it. 
Yeah. On, on flames. A one-meter diving board, yes. Anything more than that, no. 50 bucks. Yeah, one meter, yes. See, I'm willing to pay this for everybody on the set. Ed Sullivan, you doing it? Oh, no, thank you. You need to get you a two guys retarded suit. I can get one. Okay, I'm in. This could be some great it's gonna video. It's going to cost you 50 <laughs> bucks. 50 bucks, no problem. It's going to cost you more than 50 Folks, bucks because flame retardant suits are I not think, cheap. I think we're going to have some viral video going on pretty soon. Barry and Mr. Jonathan lit on oh, fire. Set Jonathan on fire first and then me quickly right after. So when he jumps in first, I jump on top of him. Uh, I'll swim to the bottom of the pool, buddy. <laughs> you guys are out of your minds. How's the mule kick kicking you? Still, it's it's a, it's a solid seven. It's, I would say this is a, a, a medium just, plus to full body. It's not. So over medium the top plus strong. to full would be seven and a half, right? Would be medium full. Would start the medium full. Well, one to three is mild. Four to six is medium. Seven to ten is full. One to two and a half would be mild. Medium would be five. You're splitting hairs would there. Be you, want to, you want me to say 7.5? Would be right Fine. on the edge of medium full. Fine. As, as low as you can get. Uh, folks, I would like to change my answer to 7.5. It is a 7.5 on the strength right scale. Right on out the of medium 10. full. You would never say this is a full-bodied cigar. I it's give it 6.9 because I'm that guy. Yes, you are. Giggity. Ed Sullivan. I mean, I'll go 7.5. I was at 7.2 anyway. I got a little something out of them, guys. They make me work for .3. <laughs> they make me work for it, but I made my point. It's the point here. So Anders has a good question. How do you set a flame-retardant suit on fire if it's flame-retardant? Ah. You put some sort of uh, flame gel on the outside uh. like they use in the movies. Then you go to town. We're going to find out how to do it because <laughs> I got $100, no problem. This is worth it. This is worth my 100 I've been dying for one of these things that you guys agreed to. To actually do it, and I went low on fifty bucks. Didn't I eat a scorpion? Yeah, but you did. You made a hundred. You made a hundred. Yeah. Now it's fifty to get lit on fire. But the rest of your costs are going to be higher. I imagine you have to have a fire crew there and an ambulance. There's going to be no fire crew. <laughs> no, I ambulance. don't need an ambulance. There's a, there's a whole pool of water. <laughs> it's work related. We got health insurance. I'll kick insurance. them in if I had to. You got health insurance. I pay for it. It's true. All right. <sighs> Uh, we got time for a uh, classic three-way. I think we can squeeze it in. Let's do it. All right. You've heard of epic rap battles. Epic rap battle! But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. I have five questions and five tiebreakers. Oh, God. <laughs> five questions and five tiebreakers. And the winner is, is, is uh, Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, who is uh, downstairs, so um, he's a been champ. But he's been disqualified for cheating. I understand that. I'm he hearing, has not I'm been hearing. disqualified for any reason. He studied 
and that is not cheating. So hopefully you get, that means Mr. Jonathan study today. Mm -hmm. You're gonna need it. So who do we start with? Uh, I believe Ed Sullivan is the former champion. The former, former champion. I, I was the former champion. Oh, is it you, Barons? Yes. All right, All Gary, right. former champion, over to you. Today is June 2nd. June here already. Yes. Wow. Alexander Graham Bell made the first sound transmission. A year later, the first phone call. But the first sound transmission was today. What year? 1861. 1861, Ed Sullivan. 1874. 1874. 1799. 1799. Somebody was one off on the right side of it, and it is Ed Sullivan who said 1874. It's 1875. Wow. Ed Sullivan, very close in a point for you. Mr. Jonathan, first night of baseball under the lights. It's technically Ed Sullivan's turn. Oh, it's Ed Sullivan. Yeah. First night of baseball under the lights. Happened in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Today, what year? 1917. 1917. 1901. 1944. 1844. 1844. 1879. Queen Elizabeth, what year? That's the one that's still alive? It is. I'm gonna say 1973. 73. Mm. 1939. 39. 1910. If this is uh, no ties, we have five extra in case we have a tiebreaker. Babe Ruth, at the age of 40, announces retirement as a player today. What year? Babe Ruth, at the age of 40, announces retirement as a player today. What year? Who goes? That's Ed Sullivan. Okay. Oh, boy. I'll go 1924. 1924. 64. 64. You knucklehead. Go ahead. Nin 1939. 39 is a little bit over. Ed Sullivan will take the point and the win. Three to one to zero. What was the answer? The answer was 1935. 64. I don't follow hockey. <laughs> <laughs> what did Trevor give you that answer? But if see, he did, I would have been correct. See where I went, though? I didn't go into people's birthdays and stuff because I thought you guys would practice and know the answers to it, which you probably would, right, Ed Sullivan? I, I didn't study anything. No. Dana Carvey, what year? The church lady? Uh, Hans and Franz? 58. 64. 
Fifty-five. Mm. All right. I got a lot, a lot of things here. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, dear Mr. Jonathan, after watching today's episode of the Cigar Authority, I wanted to reach out to you directly on an old, older Calibri lighter that I have in need of repair. I was gifted this lighter in 2002. It is a two-jet lighter. I contacted Calibri and was told they no longer have parts to repair this model. There is something more wrong than I believe the ghosting method would solve. When I pull the igniter down, there is no click You hear that you would normally hear when a sparker is, is ignited. Spring. I will gladly pay for any parts, labor, return shipping. If you believe, you may be able to bring this lighter back to life. It was a gift from a college friend who unfortunately lost his life overseas after joining uh. the military after he decided college was not for him. It has tremendous sentimental value, and I would give anything to have it work again. Anything? Now, um, would you light yourself on fire and jump in a pool? <laughs> after going back and forth with a couple of emails, uh, we were able to get it working. Um, and if you do have an older lighter that does have sentimental value and a manufacturer doesn't make that lighter anymore and doesn't have parts, frequently you can find older versions of your lighter online. And especially if it's engraved like this T4, um, you can do a body swap on it and just put the in new internal uh. parts in by taking the lighter apart like we did going after the governor. Uh, Carl did start taking the lighter apart just to see what it would look like, and he noticed that there was a little uh, thing that was out of place. He put it back in a place and brought the lighter back to life. So sometimes it's a matter of taking them apart, not being afraid. It doesn't work anyways, so right. you really have nothing to lose. Keep your but, parts but, available on a tray. But great idea of getting the duplicate lighter and just pull the yeah. guts out. And you thing. can do it now before the lighter breaks. If you've got something that's of a high sentimental value, get a second lighter and have it Your parts off lighter. to the side, and now you've got a parts lighter. Yeah, because you're not talking about big money for, for the most part, right. especially if it's a vertical lighter. Um, also submitted through the Contact Us page, really enjoyed last week's episode, especially the lighter repair segment. I was able to bring back to life three of my lighters, so thank you for that, nice. Mr. J. When you mentioned that Rudy from Canada has a lighter that acts like a flamethrower and puts off a yellow flame, I remembered that I have a lighter that does something similar. It's a Cyclone II from Vertigo. I've had it for about a year. The flame is blue on bottom and orange on top. The lighter works correctly if you half press the button down, but if you press it down fully like normal, you get a flamethrower effect. Any ideas? And this is uh, something that's semi-frequent. You, you could end up with a blown hose in the bottom, usually a result of using inferior fuel, that cause that hose to deteriorate quicker. Uh, sometimes you can just swap the hose out, but uh, the other thing is you may have to go after the governor. You take the lighter apart. Uh, Cyclone 2, you can pop the um, little black thing off the bottom. There'll be an O-ring and the governor that I showed everybody in the second half hour of last week's episode, so just rewatch that, and you'll be able to take the governor off, and you want to turn that down. If it's a flamethrower, turn it down a half a turn. When you're turning them up, you go a quarter turn. But if you're turning it down, start at a half turn, play with the lighter, and see if you're getting that same effect. I was just going to say the same it's, thing. Before you put the whole thing back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Test it first. Because, because you've taken a pot and put it Exactly. You're going to do it multiple times. Yeah. Um, but that's that's one one thing to do is go after that governor. Sometimes they're set halfway between settings, and it gives you that flamethrower effect. Uh, also, when you first fill up a lighter, the, the pressure in that lighter is at the highest point. And you're going to have to turn the flame down anyways, click it a few times, get some of that pressure out, and then your lighter's going to work like normal. Yeah. Is there, is there something to 
the cold temperature that went in because it was so cold and went in, it warms up, and then the next thing you know, when it's you not bleed the lighter, the temperature internally drops because you're going from a liquid to a gas, so that you end up with a cold lighter. Yeah. Cold lighters like to pull butane, so now you put the butane in. You're holding it in your hand. You wait a second, and now that butane starts to heat up, and you just have too much pressure. So you relieve the pressure through the igniter rather than through the bottom. You don't want to let fuel out. So you ignite it, ignite it, play with the adjustment, and you're good for a little bit. Halfway through that tank, you're going to have to adjust it a little bit again, and you're in good shape. So one thing when, with old DuPonts uh, back in the day, people used to get their DuPont lighters, put them in the freezer. I do it, yep. And then get their little butane. In the, in, back in the day, it was one single charge of it. Yep. Put it in a glass of hot water. And then take the lighter out of the freezer and then put it in there and it would actually take the whole thing. Suck it right it, in. And be total full fill. If, yep. you, if you bled it and emptied it out, made sure it was empty and take it. Short of that, by not having that temperature change, when you took the, the gas out of it, whatever was left in that little cylinder, you'd just watch it yep. go away. Shoot and out. It just couldn't fill up in it. So the temperature was I'm something to do with it. I got one more. This is Shannon. Writing in through the Contact Us page. Hi, guys. I love the show. Been listening for years. I'd love for you to do a segment on proper cleaning of cutters, the importance of how-to, solvents to use, etc. cetera. Uh, not a fan of solvents when it comes to cleaning cutters. When they get gummed up, get water that's as hot as you can get it. You can get it to practically boil on the stove. Put it in a cup because you want to be able to get go after the cutter. You don't, you don't want it dropping down to the bottom of a pan. But put it in hot, hot water. Swirl it around the cup a little bit. Get some tongs or a fork that you can pull it out, let it cool down before you handle it, and then you're going to move it back and forth, and that's going to get all the schmuckus out of there. That's the best way to go after cleaning it. Yeah, yeah, hot water ends up doing dramatic to it. It's not a segment that we're going to do because it's the, it really is that easy. That's how I clean my cutter. Hot, hot water, and get it working again. All right. That's it, folks. Next week, in the early 1900s, the Netherlands was the center of premium cigars. Hundreds of small factories made excellent cigars all by hand. Four generations later, they have a brand called Balmoral, and it's getting a lot of attention. Zev Kaminsky, the new national sales director of Royal Agio, joins us. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, it's quite possible you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, but always remember this. Keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.